Today's reading comes from the 13th chapter of Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered, and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat there. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A parable went out, uh, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they had not much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose and they were scorched, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell upon thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And then later, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. And this is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy and yet has no root in himself but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the world, immediately that one falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, This is the one who hears the word and understands it. This one indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The word of the Lord. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I mean, I don't need to say that about you. I mean, I don't know if there's anything wrong with you. I I mean, you know, there's probably, it's probably not that bad, whatever it is that's wrong with you. I guess I'm thinking more about myself, you know? Like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? And like when I ask myself that question, it's not actually even really a question. It's like a rhetorical question, you know? Like, I know the answer to that question. I know what's wrong with me. There's lots of things. So when I say, what is wrong with me? It's more like, like hitting myself in the forehead, you know? Like, what is wrong with me? But it's like an internal hitting myself in the forehead. I don't actually speak or actually hit myself in the forehead, mostly when I think about it. So to the rest of the outside world, it looks more like this. 
The Apostle Paul asked the question, why do I do the very things that I do not want to do? And why do I not do the things that I want to do? And similarly, a, a contemporary self-help provocateur perhaps has an answer for the apostle. She proclaims boldly that it doesn't matter if you love him or you love capital H-I-M. Just put your paws up because you were born that way, baby. <laughs> Mama told me when I was young that we are all superstars. She rolled my hair and put my lipstick on in the glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, because you were made perfect, babe. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. Listen to me when I say, I'm, in a be I'm beautiful in my way because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Don't hide yourself in regret. Just love yourself and you're set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. You know, maybe what's wrong with me is that I hide myself in regret and don't love myself so I'm not set. I guess I, I need to realize that we're all born superstars. Because, you know, he made me perfect. Because God makes no mistakes. But, you know, it's kind of hard for me. I mean, I mean, I guess I do love myself, but it's more like one of those kind of love-hate relationships, really. I mean, I have not even, even come close to realizing that we are all superstars. I mean, honestly, I don't really even see the attraction to that or see how it's desirable. I mean, for me. I mean, I'm not speaking for you. I mean, I think you, could, you're, you are all superstars, especially you. Um, but I just don't, yeah. And perfect? God made me perfect? What? And then I screwed it up? It seems like if God made me perfect, then I wouldn't screw it up. Because that would be like inconsistent with my perfection, right? I can't really do any of these things that this self-help provocateur has asked me to do. But you know, there's another side to this born this way idea. It's the idea of the bad seed. And it's found in mythology and religious traditions of many cultures, not to mention popular culture. And I have learned from literature and music and movies and TV that a bad seed is a person who is genetically bad, no good from birth, evil even. They were born that way. And no amount of nurturing or right moral upbringing could have any effect. A bad seed what I've learned from popular culture, is very often a creepy little boy dressed like Angus Young who pretends to be good and then does horrific things when the adult's heads are turned. One of the most iconic articulations of this idea is the 1954 novel by William March called The Bad Seed. It was made into an award-winning Broadway play and a hit movie. And it 
star, the whole story is about this seemingly charming good girl who is really an evil murderer. She was born that way. The bad seed phenomena is really debated in criminal, criminal psychology circles. They say, is there such a bad thing, or is it bad parents? Well, I don't like either of those options. Uh, there was a case in 1979, a young girl received a rifle for her birthday, and she used it to shoot kids at her elementary school. A reporter later asked her why she had done it. Her answer was, I don't like Mondays. Bad seed? Bad parents? Well, you know, I don't know a lot about child psychology, but in this case, maybe I would start with a different gift for her birthday. <laughs> you know, I have to admit that not everything that I learned from literature and movie and TVs is right, but I do think the idea of the bad seed, the bad seed character, explores a really interesting question about human beings and about evil. I mean, are some people born evil? Well, I would answer that question in two ways. Of course, I would say, nobody is born evil. And then I would say, of course, everybody is born evil. I mean, without whipping up some kind of old-school systematic theological debate, let me just say, I would think that every person is born with the same disposition regarding one's predilection to evil, and more importantly, that it all sort of gets sorted out by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. But in light of the bad seed and born this way ideas, it's curious to me the way this text for today touches on this idea. So Jesus is teaching this crowd, speaking to them in parables, Matthew tells us. He says, hey, listen, a sower went out and he sowed some seeds and some fell on the bad soil and the birds came and ate them. They fell on the path. They fell on rocky soil where they didn't have enough roots. They sprang up and they were dried up. They fell into the, into the thorns and they were strangled. And uh, then other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, thirty. Jesus says, let anyone with ears listen. So, is the sower God then? And like, we're the seeds? So there are bad seeds, it seems. Like actually, very few of the seeds fall on good soil and bring forth all that grain that he's talking about. But how does a seed really decide where to fall? It seems like Lady Gaga might be wrong. The parable has God making mistakes left and right. He, God the sower, should be a little more careful where he's throwing those seeds. I mean, keep them off the path. Keep them out of the thorns. And, you know, just aim for the good soil. (laughs) Wait a minute. What if we're not the seeds? What if we're the soil? I mean, maybe there aren't bad seeds, there's only bad soil. But what determines what what kind of soil I am? Am I born that way? I mean, I don't want Jesus' seeds of goodness to fall on my bad soil and fail to thrive. Luckily, the lectionaries, the brain trusts, who work out the calendar of scripture readings each week for the church year, they skip ahead of a bunch of verses And go right to where Jesus explains what the parable means. He says, hey, hear the parable of the sower. 
When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the evil comes and snatches it away what is sown there, what is sown on the path. And as for those sown on rocky ground, there is one, they are the ones who hear the word and immediately receive it with joy, but such a person has no root and endures only for a little while, and when trouble and persecution arise, that person immediately falls away. As for what's sown among the thorns, this one hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke it, and it yields nothing. As for what is sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it and bears fruits and yields a hundredfold. So we are the soil? And if we want to bear fruit, then we need to be better soil? Can I improve my soil? I mean, was I born a little rocky, a little thorny? Or have the circumstances of my life made me a little hard? The experience I've had made me a little thorny. I might be a little rocky. So you have to improve your soil if you want to save it. Now that might be the takeaway from this text if one did what the lectionaries tell one to do and skip the middle verses here. I will tell you that, and maybe this is part of my bad soilness, I am not very good at doing exactly what people tell me to do. I can't help it. I was, you know, especially when the lectionaries leave something out like they did here. And I can't imagine why our beloved lectionaries, this brain trust I told you about, who works out what scripture passage to read every week of the church years, why they chose to edit this pericope the way they have this week. They have taken a beautiful, confounding, mysterious mystery of God, mercy of God sandwich, and pulled out that mercy meat from between the slices of chiding ethical bread. <laughs> the top slice. Jesus tells us the parable of the sawyers. Some seeds fall on the asphalt. Birds eat them. They grow up. They get fried by the sun. The seeds make all kinds of poor choices about where they should land. Other seeds fall on good soil and bring forth amazing amounts of grain. Now, the mysterious mercy in the middle of this sandwich. This is what wasn't read today, what they wanted us to skip. The disciples asked Jesus why he speaks in parables. And he answers, to you have been given the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but not to them, he says. They can't see, they can't hear, and they can't understand. And then he quotes Isaiah. You will indeed listen, but never understand. You will indeed look, but never perceive. <coughs> For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their hearts, and they will turn, and I will heal them. He says, I talk to them so they know that they can't see or hear or understand. They don't have ears to hear. So when they realize that, they will turn to me and I will heal them. Then they will know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. See, you get it? You either know it or you realize you don't know it, in which case you turn to me and then you know it because it's given to you. I give it to you, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to worry about changing your soil 
Just realize that you don't get it, get any of it. The kingdom of God, the workings of the mercy of Jesus, the transforming work of pure love, the good news. I am rock, thorny, hard. I don't get it. This is the turn. And then you are healed, loved, redeemed, reconciled. This is the middle that was taken out. Bottom slice of the chiding ethical bread. Same as the top slice, but with a little bit more imploring you to act right. Be like a seed that falls on good soil, or be like good soil. But don't be like bad seeds or hard soil. No, not that naughty, naughty soil and seed that just go falling all over a path, or they have weeds or rocks. Don't be the weeds or the rocks. Be good soil. Here's why the sandwich makes no sense without the mercy. And by the way, I want to apologize about this ridiculous extended metaphor about the sandwich, and I promise that I will not end this sermon by saying, where's the beef? (laughs) The seeds don't choose where they land. That's the responsibility of the soil. The soil does not choose. And what Jesus is getting at with this mercy in the middle is that if you think you know what kind of soil you are and you can improve it, or you think that you know what seed, kind of seed you are and you can control where you land, then you are blind to your own reality, blind to the fact that you can't hear, that you can't see, that you do not understand. But once you realize you cannot do a thing about the state of your soil, you turn and are healed turn and are healed.